Folks, it's the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm sitting here with Jeff Dutton and Tim Kalpakis. Word up to everybody. All right. <laughs> I've just uh, I've just recently uh, been reintroduced to Babu Frick from uh, one of those Star Wars movies. And I love <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Best part of the movie, best part of the whole series. Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Skywalker, sure, sure, sure. Hey, hey, hi, Babu Freak. He's funny. He's just a funny little guy. Now, what do you think of Boba Fett? Boba Fett, interesting, interesting. Mandalorian, I watched an episode. Couldn't get through the first one. Had to turn it off. Okay. <laughs> I had to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got through the episode, but I, I, I was also, it was late at night, and I was kind of on my phone a lot, but I... <laughs> Did you do season one, episode one? Season one, episode one. I'm watching yeah. the guy. I'm yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing. And uh, <laughs> I'm watching kinda, the guy and seeing the thing? Damn. I'm sort of like, you know, I don't really know about this. Do I care about this? Maybe not. Did I see Baby Yoda? Was he in the first one? I don't recall. I, don't I think know. he's probably in the end of the pilot, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. such a... The week that that right. came out, I didn't watch it. I still haven't watched it, and I will eventually. But to not be watching and then just witness the baby Yoda thing, like that took over. I want to, I feel like it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And it was like, I've never seen something work other than maybe Kim Kardashian breaking the internet with her butt was like, mm. they knew it was going to be big. And it was. Uh, I feel like baby Yoda was like, they had a little plan and the plan worked. <laughs> right. Have you, you've watched it, I'm sure, Jeff, the uh, Mandalorian? Yes. Is it good? And, uh, yeah, like as as just like a TV show, not as like a uh, Star Wars thing. Uh, I mean, it's tough to. It, it is a Star Wars thing. I know that for I sure. I mean, should I give it? Should I give it another goddamn chance, Jeff? Here's what you don't, should do. Don't you make should, me ask. I feel like the best thing you could maybe do is watch the first episode and then just jump to season two. No shit. Okay. Season two is better than the is better than the first. Look, it's not a perfect show. Mm-hmm. It's not Game of Thrones good or anything like that even, but it's probably the best Star Wars thing in 10 years. Okay. Like, it's going for you, now a 30-something-year-old, because it takes place after Return of the Jedi, and you don't have to worry about any other shit. Is season two, do they introduce uh, baby Babu Frick? Mm, you'll have to see. <laughs> ah, that Every I'd season like, is just a new baby. Get that, get that guy his own show. Hey, hey! Season three, they're going to have the baby on there. No. Tim, what a wonderful little segue, you, you oh, shit. son of a gun. Yeah, you really Damn, are a son dude. of a gun. I, I say that, but you're a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, today uh, we're talking about uh, some somebody who used the baby as to feature on one of his songs. And an album we're talking about, we're talking about Post Malone. Ooh, the, the Posty Malone the man. Myth, Carl legend. Malone airmail. <laughs> Car- Carl Malone's nephew, I think. We're talking about Post Malone. We're talking about his album, Hollywood's Bleeding from 2019. Yo! <laughs> now, that apostrophe S in Hollywood's Bleeding, do you think it means Hollywood is bleeding or is it like 
Hollywood possessive. Like the bleeding that is happening here belongs to Hollywood. Oh, well, geez. Mm, interesting. Wow. That is actually. Because I'm very... kind of into linguistics. No, and, and you should that. be. Uh, this is. Oh, shit. I, I do want to do a re listen now after Todd <laughs> saying that. I'm going to read a quick description from yeah. Wikipedia. If, uh, it, what am I, I going to say? No? Yeah, you're on, on Zoom. I can't stop you. <laughs> Austin Richard Post. Known professionally as Post Malone, is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor. Known for his tattoos, introspective songwriting, and laconic vocal style, Malone has gained acclaim for blending a range of genres including hip-hop, R&B, pop, trap, rap rock, and cloud rap. I would, if I was Post Malone, yes, and I saw that, I'd say, the first thing is my tattoos you're going to mention that I'm known for? <laughs> Like I'm a, yeah, I'm a musician. Rap rock, yeah, rap rock. I don't really do that. Um, this is from yeah. Wikipedia. This is Wikipedia. Ah, they mean well. It's all free. <laughs> hey, did you know that he was born in Syracuse? Syracuse? Yeah, I read that. The Hanford. That is not far from Hanford Town. Did you ever bump into him over at Dinosaur Barbecue? Yeah, he was. I remember him singing at Dinosaur Barbecue and <laughs> rapping and stuff. And I was like, hey, this, yeah, okay, well, this little guy is pretty him. good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wouldn't mind seeing him on the Billboard charts at some point. Now, today, we're, we're going to talk through his third album, his most recent album, his album that was up for some Grammys this past Grammys. Ah, the Grammys. But, uh, but I'm also curious to know, what, what do you guys, when did you first hear of old posty did what, what were your first feelings on the guy and have you fo- have you been following his career post malone for me was one of these guys where i kept hearing the name post malone not realizing who he was uh not realizing what songs he had but i thought the name post malone was fun and then uh when i put together who it all was i was like oh this guy i've seen this guy in like pictures or instagrams or something and i've heard his songs too <laughs> on pictures and instagrams <laughs> And uh, Mike, do you know where the name, if the name is the thing that first piqued your interest, you know where the name came from? I assume a postman. A rap. Carl Malone? Is it a, like. A rap name generator. Really? Much like Childish, uh, Childish Gambino, who got his name from the, the Wu-Tang name generator. Timothy, um, you've stumbled into the challenge. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was just going to say we should do that. Okay. Well, it's not so much a challenge, but just we're just going to run our names through this fucking thing. Oh, that's fun. You, uh, All right. I hope I have a funny name. I am texting you the very Wu-Tang generator that generated Childish Gambino. So do I put in my normal name? Yes. Well, I thought I was going to type in my rap name. <laughs> okay, let me, I'll just read this for the uh, listener. So you want to be a rapper and you need a name. What's it going to be? Uh, what do we do here? Type in your name and you press enter the Wu-Tang. Oh, I I like mine. Mine's really good. I'll kick it off. Jefferson Dutton, from this day forward, you will also be known as Beloved Ninja. Beloved. So it's like uh, Beloved, Beloved, but it's B-Dash, Beloved. B-Dash. Oh, that's cool. Beloved Ninja. Mine is Tim Kalpakis, from this day forward, you will also be known as Expert artist. Wow. And it's X dash pert. Expert artist. Uh, mine says Mike Hanford from this day forward. You will also be known as Zexy Prophet. Sexy oh. spelled Z E X Y Prophet. 
I'm going to try putting my my Michael Hanford and see what that yeah, is. Maybe I'll do Timothy Gilpakis. Hey. Yeah, I'll do Jeff Dutton. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Movie. Jeff Dutton, from this day forward, you'll also be known as Crazy Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Very similar to the ninja one. Um, Timothy Kalpakis, from this day forward, you will also be known as Midnight Beggar. That's cool. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> I come around late at night and I beg. <laughs> Please, can I have stuff? <laughs> Mike Hanford, Michael Hanford, from this day, you will be known as Zexy Dreamer. So he's they're, either they're really on the Zexy Prophets wow. or Dreamer for me. Prophet is cooler than Dreamer. Yeah. Zexy twice over. Okay, let's get into the real. Is is Zexy Dreamer just like a, like a, like a, Wet dream guy? <laughs> yeah. Guy, I guess so. Well, that's a not guy, very cool. Just a, guy. a guy who goes to bed every night with a boo bowls. Like, the cool thing about me is that I come in my pants while I sleep. <laughs> every night of the week, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I um, Oh, man. I watch a lot of porno and then I hit the hay. I have uh, went to a website recently. I think it was uh, complex.com and looked up... Uh, like best Wu Tang albums from like all the mm-hmm. like all the members and stuff, and I've just been going back from like the best to whatever you know, and uh, there are so much of them. There's there's so dense those uh, they're so long. The songs are long, but they're very they're fun. I gotta get into it. Good group, yeah. But we're not here to talk about Wu Tang. No, we're here to talk about Austin Post, who from now on will also be known as Post Malone. I, I love this guy. I don't really have a relationship with his music at all. It's funny. You know, like uh, I, I love Post Malone because I first heard the first song I heard was Rockstar off mm-hmm. of uh, right. uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. And right. I really hate that song. Really? And yeah. You know what? I like the new, I like uh, last year Rockstar by DaBaby. That's a good song. But okay. I don't like. Like a rock star, and um, and in general, like a rock star. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get in this when we're talking to the songs, but like, Post Malone is so he's so his singing is so funny to me because it's like, I almost think that he he is a guy who like accidentally invented singing. Like, I think he thinks he's a SoundCloud rapper, and he approaches music in the track and hook rap style, and that all since like. Kanye, Drake, early 2000s, early 2010s rap got more singy and everybody had to like sing their hooks. And right. I feel like Post mm-hmm. just like was singing hooks and then is also singing the verses. And then he just left out all the rap, but he's like still making rap music, but he's singing. Anyway, early on, I was sort of like confused by this guy. He eventually made songs that I like, but what got me was him as a person. Like I... On an, on Instagram in an ad, I saw he played like this branded Bud Light dive bar series, mm-hmm. and it was very heavily sponsored by Bud Light. Right. And with the, he loves Bud Light, and then he came out and said <laughs> he was like, uh, "Is this kind of weird that like Bud Light is sponsoring us?" But I swear to God, if they weren't sponsoring us, we'd be like drinking this stuff anyway because we <laughs> love, we truly <laughs> love. And I believe him when he says that, and he's funny. And then I saw him. He went to Olive Garden with Jimmy Fallon. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I saw a clip. And usually that's very classist and bullshitty. Like when 
Blake Shelton has sushi and he's like, the sushi is not cooked. What the hell? And and it feels <laughs> fake. But when Post Malone took Jimmy Fallon to um, Olive Garden, you could tell he really knew the menu very well and he was really excited about it. And I don't know. He's just like a very likable guy. And then I think maybe Sunflower was the song that made me be like, oh, this is like a real song. Like this is good. This mm. is good music. Yeah. Oh, for, for me. Yeah. I, I definitely know like his persona more than his music. Uh, and I will talk about this album as we get to it because I liked it. But um, he uh, he seems like a real fun person to be around. Like, I think he's like a fun, like we're having a good time here. He also seems like a guy who's in the same vein, just like. You know, during a concert, we'll play, pull out an acoustic guitar and play. Like I've seen clips of him play like Creep or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's covered Sublime and Nirvana a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking, Nirvana. And um, yeah, just seems like a, a cool dude. I kind of mushed him in with kind of the mumble rap scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the trap music. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not like the best guy to like articulate what trap music is. But from from what I understand, it's like southern rap music that is like heavy 808 basses and like the crispy bug zapper hi-hats that's like especially triplets on the hi-hat and that's where you get like the migos flow uh doing especially triplets like yeah and migos for sure like the the types of of samples and then the type the trap beat and the 808s is very migos but he's yeah singing instead of rap but but yeah and i guess like i always thought of him as a rapper but listening to this and really all of his stuff he is an r&b singer who sings on trap beats and so the problem that i can't not the problem the reason I haven't gotten into like the mumble rap and the trap uh, stuff as much is because I think rap music in the wake of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. was so amelodic. Like twisted fantasy was so like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, maximalist, opulent, orchestral mm-hmm. that younger artists or newer artists were like, "Well, we can't go any bigger than that." So we we got a zag. Mm-hmm so much rap music became just like kind of generic beats that all sound the same. And people, it kind of became more indistinct to me, somebody who's not huge, huge into the genre. So when you have post come in and he's just like, treats everything like a hook yeah, treats mm-hmm. every, like the chorus is a hook. The pre-chorus is a hook. The verse has two or maybe even three, like, which is like how music is made things. now. Yeah. The, the, like everything is kind of repeated and recycled and comes in the back way and pre-established a little bit in the very beginning. Uh, I've spent a lot of time kind of listening to breakdowns of Post Malone tracks and, uh, you know, he's gotten some flack for appropriation, but the guy is clearly skilled and surrounds himself with, with a very good team. Well, like you can tell the fact that he's like in his concerts and stuff, playing all types of different like covers and stuff like he knows music and i think that this album is the one this is his we're gonna we're we're talking about hollywood's bleeding and this album is his third album where he did there are more like complete songs here because yeah jeff i totally agree with that thing about everything's a hook where and again he's a he's a singer he's a vocalist but he approaches music like a rapper where if if you are if you're a rapper you you do you have a phrase and you do it like if, if, if the verse is like like, na 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 na, 
a banana. You do that a few times, and then you get like to the chorus. Like you're like banana, 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 and and you you. It's not like you're mixing those up a lot. You kind of like I'm gonna do twelve of these, and then I'm gonna do eight of these. And when you've left an A section, you go to a B section. Uh, Post Malone is like. And yeah. you'll get a lot of those. And then when it's a different part of the song, it's like, and, and he doesn't, this album, uh, it's not so much the singles, but uh, in a lot of the album tracks is the first time you hear him completing a whole phrase where it's like, and you're like, look at that. He did eight notes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I wish he would do is a little more. <laughs> I wish, my God. Now, Jeff, you mentioned uh, mumble rappers just now, right? Yeah, I sure did. Who, who, who's, what's an example of that? I, I don't know the categories. <sighs> I mean, I guess like Future, uh-huh. Migos. Migos. Uh, but like a lot of SoundCloud rap, which is where uh, Post came from. His first his first song was uh, White Iverson, which was uploaded to SoundCloud and was viral, totally viral. <laughs> that video, I watched that video and it, it's it's another thing where like talking about separating Post's music from his personality. It is weird how fun he is. And then a lot of times his music will be good or bad, it's like not fun. It's sort of chill and serious. But then his videos do bring a little of that. And almost someone who I'm like more of a fan of is Mac DeMarco, uh, like indie rock dude. And he has that thing where like in interviews, he's a silly boy. And then when he's on stage, he's goofing around with his band. But you listen to his albums and they're just like very serious reverby, like mm. guitar twang albums. And I, I like that watching Post Malone's music videos makes me like his music more because in White Iverson, like he is dabbing and he is goofing <laughs> around and like, he's kind of pudgy. He has a beer belly and he's not uh, embarrassed about it. Like he'll kind of like let it fly around and like <laughs> he, his dance moves, he does a little bit of like the hotline bling, like silly dance stuff. But then he, he'll, he does this move. I feel like DaBaby does this a lot and I love it, but, but you know, when you're like rapping and you, you're, you're like getting into, you're getting a little silly, like both Post and DaBaby will do this thing where they like put out, push out their bottom jaw and they're like getting kind of silly. We're like, beep, 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 like bug out their eyes and like, I'm saying, I'm kind of like finishing this line a little bit funny. And, uh, and he's just, uh. I don't know. I like anytime there's some levity to it because a lot of these songs are kind of samey and dour. Ooh, I, the sameness. So I started listening to this uh, for the podcast. I went on a run and just popped it in to get used to it. I get used to the album. I just got to let it wash yeah. over me. A little oh my bit. god! I just got to mm-hmm. you know just just run through it a little bit. And I went through uh, like the first four songs, and kind of my mind was wandering. I didn't even realize like how deep I had gotten in the album. And I was like, oh, boy, this uh, I can't believe four songs passed. I didn't even know it. Um, and then I listened to it, like sat down and listened to it. And uh, I enjoyed how different the songs were within like the sameness of it. If that makes sense. I'll tell you that the length of the album is is very that's another hip hop thing to have 17 tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. It reminded me of Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Like 
I feel like every Chili Peppers album is like four or six tracks too long. Too long. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And but and then they they specifically have gotten worse over time. Where I was like, man, I like Chili Peppers, but like every every album gets longer and longer. And then they came out with Stadium Arcadium, which is two discs. And it was like, <laughs> guys, guys, <laughs> you're going the wrong way. Um, but uh, so I flagged what I called like the singles, but Circles, which is like clearly a single that they were pushing. Um, is track six. And as I played it from the top, I did also like Hollywood's Bleeding and Saint Tropez. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, let's let's jump to uh, Circles, which is like definitely one of the bigger mainstream hits they're pushing. Yep. We can kind of talk through this one too, because I think it has a lot of the hallmarks of a Post Malone song. Okay. We couldn't turn around. A little poppier. That is a million dollar bass line, huh? That's like a very, it's very uh, tame Impala kind of. Yeah. It's almost like a 60s group. Oh, it's kind of Cardigan's Love Fool. Mm. Is that, so he does that war, warbly vocal thing too. Is that an effect on his voice or is that him going, <laughs> no, it's something he does. He says it's, he describes it as a Stevie Nicks thing, goat voice. So, You'd call this the pre-chorus, right? Sure. This here? It's as good as a chorus, but the chorus is yet to come. Now I call this the chorus. going on it's bouncy it's funny because it's got the the hookiness that is his trademark but this song is way more of like a of an enjoyable pop song that is it doesn't you don't hear his soundcloud roots here as much right is the whole like based on the other stuff you heard because i only kind of know the few hits he's not the few hits he has but uh i only know a few of his hits is this like a more mature album for him well, Musically, it's yeah. weird because his other songs maybe have a little more reference to like partying and, and drinking and uh-huh. stuff, but they they never really were party music. They're always sort of like trap beats are kind of funny because you're getting a lot of like and then like the samples will be these ominous things. But it's not like he ever made like he never made like fun party music. It's never like throw your hands up in the air type. Well, it seems like the theme of this whole album is like uh, him being like everyone. I can't trust anyone. And I got famous and people are girls. I like girls. I was in relationships with like fell apart because of it or I don't know. That's like maybe a, maybe a common album three thing for a guy of his stature. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like, but, but was his other, like, like is psycho or rockstar about, that type of stuff. No, they're they're more about getting like famous. Like song. even his like first songs are about sort of like people said I couldn't do it and now I, I drive a Rolls Royce. And mm-hmm. then there, there's kind of a lot of that through the first two albums. And he did go through a breakup. He had like a girlfriend of like two years who uh, that he broke up. So I do think you're hearing breakup. He's mad at a girl, which is kind of funny these days to have these songs that are it's like Machine Gun Ge- Kelly. Or no, there's a different song that's not Machine Gun Kelly, but it's on the radio right now that, that's like, uh, 
Can't make a wife out of a hoe. Ho. Have you guys heard that? <laughs> oh my God, no. no. You would think that we're like living in a more uh, liberated time, but it's kind of funny when these guys are like, you cheated on me and I hope you die. But I do think Post had a little bit of that going on. And then also he, he left LA for a while. He bought like a huge estate in like Utah and is chilling out because he had partied too much. So maybe that's what we're hearing on this album. <laughs> One thing I like about this song, though, is it has a chord in it, in the progression, that I think a lot of his songs do. And it's kind of like the Mariah Carey Christmassy chord, where it's that jazzy, melty, bittersweet thing, where it's like... It's like... Yes, yes. I think it's a minor fourth, because I listened to... I've mentioned this on the show before, but I love the podcast Switched on Pop. Have you guys ever listened yes. to that? No. Yes. What's that all it's about? A, it's a great show because it's a it's a songwriter and a musicologist. So two like brilliant music guys that know music inside and out. And every week they just they're really into pop music. So they're mm -hmm. talking about what's like at the top of the charts, you know, like driver's license or whatever, but they'll really break it down to its basics. And they were talking about that he uses this minor fourth chord a lot and it's this kind of sad chord and that particularly in circles, they use it's, it's unresolved and you kind of need the chord that comes after it. And when you return to one, it gives you a circular feeling. You're like, be right back mm. into it. Interesting. Now he, now is post Malone writing this music or is that, that seems pretty, uh, no, he's paired up with my theory is that he can't, is he a lyricist? Um, He's definitely a lyricist. He has two songwriters he uses a lot. And and I don't know about his music abilities, but my guess is he doesn't know what notes he's singing. I think that these guys make, they produce tracks and then he sings over them because he uses so few notes. He uses the notes that it's like, if you grew up in the auto-tune age where you could crank it up all the way to be like just the three notes of an arpeggio, uh -huh. he'll, he'll just bounce back and forth. Yeah. Between the a, same a, notes. A lot of pop music does that though. Where like, you know, if you write a song, you don't often have like people dancing all around like a guitar solo, mm -hmm. you know, like do it's like his verses are like, it's kind of, he's letting the beat kind of do the heavy lifting and he's just sort of gracing it. And Everybody does yeah. it, even Taylor Swift. And like people will, people will hang out on a note. And I think that it's a good lesson in less is more for, for pop songwriting. And he might not know the theory of what he's doing, but he definitely knows his lane. You know? No, I think it's instinctual from listening to a lot of modern music and listening to hip hop hooks. Like normally there's a dude rapping and then you bring in a good singing lady to sing a hook and he's doing the hooks, but with the attitude of a rapper. I think that... Taylor Swift is a good example because she also, I, I like these last two Taylor albums, but it's kind of funny that we're sort of acting like they're actual folk music because other than the production, she is still coming up with melodies that are just like, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. And it would have been fun if you were the one. And it's still like, that is like pop, millennial howl yeah, yeah. Yeah, type pop. Yeah. Um, the uh, did I read? I think I read that Post Malone was like a, or his dad was a, a radio DJ, and like he listened to a lot of country music. I oh. feel like the maybe his like not the music so yeah. much as like the lyrics are kind of like country western type stuff. 
where it's like down, things are down, your life is down. Definitely has a bit of a country twang, mm-hmm. or like a, uh, almost like a Creole thing. Like, I think he left Syracuse and went to move to Texas. Cre- I think Texas. he went to Creole camp. <laughs> Cre- Creole camp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did some his. Zydeco. I think he went to space camp. <laughs> that would make I'd like sense. To see, I'd like to see Post in space camp. Oh, one thing I saw, <laughs> I haven't watched, I just saw a trailer for it, but like, Back last year, he did this like Post Malone's beer pong tournament with like a bunch of celebrities. So he's a he's a fun party. Dude. I like that stuff. I like the I like the title of the album Beer Bongs and Bentleys sums him up very well. I mm-hmm. like the idea that it's like you're rich, you got Bentleys, but you're a you're a beer bong bro. Well, uh, he's got a lot of features on this album, which helps helps him hit uh, seventeen tracks. And uh, as we advance through, we've got. The song with Halsey and Future. I'm not a Halsey fan. I don't know. Something about it. Me neither. How do you guys feel? I don't know if I am. I, I don't know what song she sings. Uh, and then uh, as, as we march along, we get the song with Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott, which is a funny pairing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was funny that it's Ozzy Osbourne. It feels like, uh, I don't know, almost like a, a future, like what could happen to him if he's not careful, maybe? Yeah. No. But I, I knew it was him, though, because... You can hear him in the back go, Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Let's get into the meat of uh, Sunflower, which is oh. billed as Sunflower Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on Spotify. And uh, it features Sway Lee of Race Remmerd fame. Love it. Yeah, baby. This was the song that made me say, oh. <laughs> Obviously, still approaching everything as a hook. Yeah. Are you saying because of a hook because of like, da 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 da? Just repeated and singable and. Gotcha. Right. The fact that that wasn't the chorus, it's crazy. And here comes the chorus. Inf- infectious. Like, to, to, to already have da 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 and that's not the hook because the hook is it was da 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 your sunflower it's like any other song would just have the chorus be ba da da ba ba bo bo ba I gotta watch that Spider-Verse movie again I, I really enjoyed that when I watched it they did that thing where this song came out like way before the album I think right and this was like ah it, you can just do that now where you have a hit and it was a single and you're just like, oh yeah. And then my album comes out two years later, I'll slap yeah, it on there. That's, that's kind of the new way of doing things is like, oh, you release a single every month and then like that December or whatever, you come out with the album. But I, I like that in this song, they they hold on to post until like the beginning of verse two. Because he wanted to be yeah. in there. He wanted to be early. And I think the producers had to hold him back. And I said, no, post. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was like, let me at it. And they were like, no, post. No, no, you don't understand. Let me at the mic. And, and finally, here he comes in on verse two. Yeah, the sunflower. Every time I'm leaving. And we go, yeah, post. We love you. Wish I could be there Wait, so, so that was Sway Lee before? Yeah. Every time I'm walking out. Here's like a weird part you don't be alone. that we haven't, haven't heard yet. I know I always come and go. Like a pre pre chorus. God, 
God, this really makes me want to swing from webs, you know? Yeah. Or was that just like an alternate version of the old pre-chorus? I do know they mentioned on Switched Arm Pop, they did reference that he has like reused melodies in songs. Like there's a there's some song on here where he did the rock star melody yes. by accident. Because he's only playing with so many notes. Look, music is just 12 notes and it's all how you use them. Thank you. It's the attitude. It's the soul. Thank um, you. Three chords in the truth, baby. <laughs> You, 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 you'd fit, you'd fit in well at a punk rock club, Tim, when those were I would up. be good in the Ramon family. Let's just say that. I wonder, you know, we were talking about Wu-Tang earlier and, yes. uh, uh, Are they anything to fuck with? Uh, I, I, <laughs> Tim, I'll let you figure that one out. <laughs> um, the, hard the, way. the answer will come fast and furious. Ooh, what a series. Um, <laughs> I... RZA has got like so much going on and there's so like it's so cinematic with the Wu-Tang world and stuff like that I would I would love to see like a producer like that who's so set in his thing work with a new person like Post Malone or Billie Eilish or whoever I think that would be I yes. wonder if they would like speak the same language or if it would just Mike, be like you could we, you should get a job as sort of a matchmaker yeah. who picks the producer and picks the singer and says you guys collab <laughs> and then I just sit back and collect no money <laughs> <laughs> pro bono yeah this is pro bono work um, but like music is made like pop music is made so differently these days that I wonder if like an old older producer would like how would it all mesh together yeah like Phil Spector. <laughs> What would he yeah. do? Yeah. The ghost of Phil Spector. He would probably add a little doodling, doodling, doodling. Um, I always want to hear, I hope that when I die and I go to heaven and mm-hmm. when I'm up in those pearly gates, if I could have one wish, I want to, I wish I could hear all the demos for pop songs that we don't get to hear because it's so, you know how this, this is how the market of pop music works is like a producer makes a demo and then like, Beyonce passes and then Rihanna passes and it makes its way down to Post Malone or whatever. Uh, a lot of the time, sometimes and the producer sings it on it, like sings it too. It's like, yeah, yeah, then the producer yeah. will sing it or they'll hire somebody else. And anytime you get to hear like um, that, that Zed song with uh, uh, the middle, yeah, yeah, the middle, there, you can go online and you can hear uh, the, the, the writer that wrote that melody, not Zed and not the producers, but the writer, she, her voice was on the demo and she was really good and she has a raspy voice. So when they went looking for, what's her name? Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. (laughs) The, The country star that sings on the middle, it has a raspy voice and they were like specifically go, they were like, we have this awesome demo and this, lady that's singing on it has an awesome voice, but she's a writer and she doesn't have a pop. She doesn't have a tour coming up and she doesn't have a pop career. Actually Mm. she's, I forget her name, but she's really interesting because it's like this um, Australian or New Zealand writer who has like a a brittle bone disorder. So she can't (laughs) tour and she can't be a pop star. So mm. she just stays at home and writes like masterpiece songs for other people. Wow. Um, That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. But don't you wish you could hear that all those demos like like, you know, Max Martin made uh, Hit Me Baby one more time for um, TLC and they passed on it. And yeah, there's so Tim, many those- I'm going to heaven. I want to hear demos. 
Now I'm I'm catching touchdown passes from Elway, you fucking loser. <laughs> Elway's still alive, man. Head up to Denver and and meet him. Okay, well I'm not gonna die just now anyway. Okay. Tim, I do have a story of uh, early on, maybe not early on in LA, a little bit into UCB. I, I was chasing around this dance choreographer at the time. Okay. That we all know. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> one of those nights where I break off from the main, uh, from the main, our group of friends, and I'm like, "You ditch your boys." Yeah, and Tim and I have a terrible night because we're worried where you are. And so I, I ended up at this girl's house, and she had a piano in the living room, and everybody was like. Oh, Bonnie plays piano. She's really cool. Like, she's a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Bonnie. And uh, hold on. We're getting to it. Bonnie Iver. And, uh, (laughs) yes, yes. You know, we just have like a a big fun night or whatever. And eventually, um, Bonnie warms up to the idea of like, she's going to play some songs. And her friends are all excited. And it's very cool. And she plays a couple pop songs that I had never heard before. And they were like, these are originals. And I was like, wow, this is like really impressive. Those are real songs. Cut two years later. And yes, Bonnie McKee co-wrote half of Katy Perry's gigantic fucking album. Uh, what is it? Teenage Dream? Yeah. That's cool. What's the name of the album, though? It is Teenage Dream. But like, I, I don't remember if she played like Firework or whatever, but she was <laughs> she wrote all those fucking songs. And now she's a hugely successful pop songwriter. That's so neat. But, but at the yeah. time, it was just like, hey, there's this girl. She's having people over. She's got a piano. And if she gets comfortable enough, we can get her to play some stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I, a couple of years That's after cool. that, I went to a wedding of somebody in that circle. And during the ceremony, they had Bonnie sing uh, Teenage Dream. No shit. Yeah. And it's very cool to hear, you know, the Katy Perry version, but to just see like, like acapella into a microphone, the, the songwriter singing. Is it, it like a cool. different arrangement or anything or... This, as far as I recall, it was acapella, slowed down, and just sang very heartfelt. It was very And cool. so she was like, dream, you know? Yeah, really slow. Yeah, really like slow. 12 BPM. But then I got up, and I, I shouldn't have done this, but I was up there, and I was like, uh, that's not the song. It's got to go. Uh, California girls are undeniable. And I did a whole thing. <laughs> that means if I'd be like, well, here's a song the Sloppy Boys are working on. Yeah. To hear the original, like, a raw our, version. Oh, yeah. Our song's more like, I like to party. <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, fast forward to track 14, Goodbyes, featuring Young Thug. Me and Kurt feel the same, too much pleasure is pain, Michael spites me in vain, all I do is complain, she needs something to change, need to take off the ass, so fuck it all tonight, and don't tell me to shut So this is the pre-chorus, right? you talk too much. We've all been there, right? Like, I thought that was the pre-chorus, but maybe this is the pre-chorus. There's no way I can save you, cause I need to be saved too. I'm no good at goodbyes. So I like this song because it doesn't really have a, it's got a chorus, but it's more like a phrase that they end on. It's like, yeah. they do a whole thing and it's, I'm no good at goodbyes, and then they go right into the next verse or whatever it is. Don't bore us, get to the chorus. It's more like they build to a refrain. This Doesn't this song have that tinge of like, 
again, it's kind of funny, like this, this angry song to an ex-girlfriend is, it's, it's a funny thing for a thing like this to get to be a hit, a hit right now where he's like angry, angry at a girl the whole time. But it also just reminds me of like how lyrically, how emo has like come back in the hip hop world. Like there were like Juice World songs yes. where he goes, I take the pills cause of my depression and, and my, you took my heart beat and you, and it's very funny that it's like not far from saves right. the day or get up right. kids, but it's over a trap beat. I, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I just watched the Billie Eilish documentary. Oh yes. Yes. I, was impressed. I didn't. I didn't know much about Billie Eilish, but it was her backstory and how she's with her, grew up with her family, and she's still living with her family. Whatever, very cool. Uh, she is very much a person like working on her mental health, and I think like new pop music made by younger people these days. Like, there's so many like <laughs> mental health things happening with the people because there's the world is crazy and like. Yeah. Everyone's anxious about uh, whatever and just being online all the time because everyone's online all the time makes you anxious. Uh, it's like really like in Post Malone's music and uh, Billie Eilish's music, like it was cool kind of seeing like, oh, these people are talking about what they're like anxieties and fears and crazy stuff that's happening. And it's just what it's very uh, realistic. It feels authentic to them. Very too. truthful. Yeah, very truthful, yeah. honest. And that's what I like about Billie Eilish. I love that documentary. But then also like in her music, she like has Tourette's, you know, mm -hmm. and she and she has and she was like homeschooled and she has a life that sort of I don't know when, when she talks about mental health, it does also feel really authentic. And same thing with like a guy like Juice World who OD'd on mm -hmm. opiates. Um, you know that he really had some like diagnosed depression and it does stand out with that being sort of a, I don't know, when mental health is a pop trend, not to say that people are like taking advantage of it, but I do think some people are just like, oh, I guess I sing about being sad. <laughs> I do. It really stands out when someone is authentic about it, you know? Well, and, I, and I think like Post Malone, this album is pretty down in the dumps. Yeah. I think that's just how like, a lot of younger people uh, and older people too, but just like uh, people are these days. And it's, uh, it was interesting for <laughs> me to put those together. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I know Tim in the past, you've said like, I'm, I'm tired of pop music being down in the dumps and being confessional and whatever. Like, I think this, th there's, there's a bunch of minor key songs on this that feel like awesome to me. Like, yeah. like, g-funk hip-hop like they're minor key but they're they're like aggressive and they're stanky but they're not like sad per se mm -hmm. i i yeah i agree i think on on this album and then and then billy eilish i think they're the good version of it although i don't know in this album maybe like you, you do get a good mix there's some there's some like somber shit i don't like maybe hollywood's bleeding dumb dumb feeding jima i do think did you Tim, see you know he's got to write a he's got to write a you know he's got to feed the the record <laughs> company here a little bit well well that's funny because that like that wasn't as big a hit as uh circles or, or or sunflower and like sunflower is just like a sweet love song but i think that um did either of you guys watch the emmy i mean the grammys this year it was just like a week or two ago mm -hmm. and um the 
There were a lot of great performances and one of the few bad performances, uh, Post Malone sang Hollywood's Bleeding. And oh, it did- why? Why that song? I don't know. Maybe because this, al- this album is weirdly old and maybe he wanted to sing one that he hasn't done on TV before. But Because, uh, you know, the Grammy cycle is like giving out awards to a lot of things that came out two years ago. But he- it was bad. Has he won it was a Grammy, pretty, by the way? What's that? Has he won any Grammys? For sure. Um, he did it this year. He was up for three and didn't get any of them. I feel like that's exactly a good zone for him. He He's just weirdly popular. Cool like, music you he, like. The strange thing about this guy is just how huge he is. He's one of the top five artists in the world. Oh. I don't think he deserves Grammys, though. He he hasn't won one. Uh, I just searched Post Malone Grammy, and he's been nominated a bunch, hasn't won. I think that's good. I think he deserves millions of dollars, and I think uh, he can fill an arena, but it would be kind of weird to start giving this guy Grammys. Sure. I think, who do I think deserves millions of dollars? Uh, teachers, uh, doctors. Oh, my God, Michael. First responders, would you say? Uh well, yeah, but I guess I guess we want to give it to all our pop stars who right. Right, but I would I would broaden it out to like you know venture capitalists and hedge funds. Sure, managers. I'd actually no. I'd, I'd, no. I'd go so far as to say the three of us. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. it's funny you bring up that it's like old because I remember this the song the last song on the album. Wow, I remember seeing in like viral videos and stuff from from dance videos. Yeah. And this was two summers ago. Right. Not just last COVID summer, but the summer before that even. Oof. So it's like that's how in advance of things that singles are being released before they even make it on an album. So I do think that then he was like, I'm going to do Hollywood's Bleeding instead of the songs you guys all know. But you should watch it. His performance at the Grammys is bad. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. He, he was wearing a leather jacket and it was like a goth metal performance in the sun. Yeah. Is this wow? Yeah. This was the lead single, right? So this is what I think of as like old school Post Malone. Mm. Absolutely. This sounds like his first album. Back when I was feeling more forgiven. I know I pissed you off to see me winning. It doesn't piss Tim off to see you winning. He wants you to make more money. I, I don't want him to win the Grammy, though. <laughs> now, are you dancing to this song? No. What you Guys, if, if, a, if the producer came to you with this beat what, and you were just going to sing on top of it, what do you think? Would you have gone the same direction? Or I would have been like, well, the Cincinnati Reds are coming to the town. <laughs> yes. When the party cover never gonna get done. I don't understand the delineations of a beat maker, a producer, a songwriter. It's it's all very muddy to me. And uh That's why you don't have a number one single, Jeff. If you just have that beat that's like I don't know what to do with that. Even the chorus is just like it's a moment when I show God I'm saying wow. Like it 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 all feels kinda like haphazard and weird it just works mm-hmm. so i don't know like at what point post comes in does it is it is the chorus all just figured out by the time he comes in and then he writes verses i don't think so or- this one i'm looking at the credits and this one was written by his frequent collaborators it's it's credited like post bell feeney walsh and i think those are the guys he always writes with so i mm-hmm. think there's some give and take uh, I think they're working on beats separately but then they come to him and then as he's coming up with the vocal lines they're creating a song, but I do think this beat sounds to me like one that like this could go, 
you could send this to Megan the Stallion and she raps over it, or you send it to Post Malone and he sings over it. It could go either right. way. And and this is more of what I was expecting from Post. And then when I first heard Circles, I was like, what's this soft ass Post shit? <laughs> and then, you know, you hear it three times and you're like, I fucking love this song. <laughs> I have yeah, no defenses. I, it definitely, it's definitely a form of pop music where you have to hear it a couple times. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't like have like grabby, uh, I don't know. It's not the type of music where you hear the, the, the song three times by the time you're done. Well, he gets pretty, some of these are repetitive. What's that one? I think it's like, I think I read that about Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, mm -hmm. that like by the time you've heard that song once, you've heard it three times. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I got that from you or Max Jeff. Martin. Yeah. That's, that's the Max Martin songwriting thing where it's just it, like. It's the, and yeah, these, some of these songs are repetitive, but they're not like so like uniquely I don't know. There, there's nothing like a weird. Uh, <clears throat> it doesn't have a chorus that's like, "Baby, you're a firework." Right. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have like a grabby and here we all go. Yeah. But uh, they, they all post Malone songs or like ninety percent of them plus start with the chorus that like a version of the chorus that feels a little underwatery. Yeah. And then it and yes. then it builds like they all do that. We've talked about this ourselves, like, uh, and we know about this, but like. Music now is just because it's on Spotify and Instagram so much and TikTok. It's like get to get to the chorus and then get to like the hook and another hook and like get out. There's no like verse verse chorus. Uh, there's rarely that anymore. Right. Very true. Um, you know what's one of the I just heard. Um, geez, I'm just plugging switched on pop the whole show tonight. I Folks, check this out. just listen to the Sloppy Boys and don't listen to any other podcast because they suck. But. They recently did an episode about um, Gautier, some some one somebody that I used to know. It'd be funny if it was yeah. a different Gautier song. It's <laughs> <Just> like, wait, <laughs> yeah. have they been has he been up to other stuff? They did an hour long episode <laughs> about another Gautier hit. Uh, they were it's like the tenth anniversary of that song, so they did a deep dive on it, and they were saying they were talking about how that song would not work today because it's like mm. it is such a slow beginning. You're like. Yeah. 20 seconds in before you hear a voice right, and then right, right. it's a long verse and then a second long verse. And I think when you first hear the chorus, it's at like one minute and 40 seconds or something. Wow. Here's the thing. They're probably right. But I mean, that was an anomaly when it came out also. Well, they, they point out that that's why the song worked. They were saying that, um, by the time you get to, but you didn't have to shut me out. Yeah. They're saying that is way more fulfilling than most choruses because you've been you've been propped up for so long that it is it hits really hard. You've been edging for so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, quite frankly, maybe you've already orgasm several times. <laughs> they they were saying like that's why the song's good is that it, it has a like these great verses are building you up and you're like waiting for it and then you finally get it. But they were saying just like the modern pop industry wouldn't allow it with streaming. Mm. It's just like you would be told no. And I wouldn't <laughs> allow it either personally. Yes. I so personally even for your own it. collection, like no. If if they send you an MP3 and just like Jeff, can you put this on your phone? <laughs> no, I, I can't. I have no room. I, I don't want to do that. Um, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Get to the chorus. Well, this was a good examination. This is maybe the newest thing we've covered. I need to. I need to finish a thought. I mean, I was talking about uh, Billie Eilish before, but now yes, I've 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 come up with a theory while we're talking here. And oh, yes. yes, if you couldn't tell. 
maybe I had a few drinks tonight. <laughs> we we Mike, couldn't we tell. We tell. thought you were doing don't great, tell. but now but so, now you've taken sort of a sinister turn. <laughs> so this might be we're gonna might maybe have to fill some gaps on this. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. We're think we're thinking about trends come back in cycles. You know, uh, yes, trends come back. You see a lot of fashion that we've seen before. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of. I was talking about Billie Eilish, Post Malone. We're talking about people who are talking about their depressive side, their depressed side, their anxious side. Where do we see that before? Oh, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, yeah, 90s thing, yeah. 90s. How are young people dressing these days? Like the 90s. Interesting. Yeah. Cycles, circles. Michael. Yes, it's yes. happening right It's going now. in circles, circles. Isn't there a Post Malone song that was just like, me and Kurt feel the same. Too much pleasure is pain. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah. Is he talking about Kurt Cobain? Well, he's talking about Kurt. What do you think? It. So, Mike, do you think that's next? Are we are we primed to break out of the zone with some more happy pop? Because right, you, like the Katy Perry thing came before this stuff, right? So this was like Katy Perry was happy fun stuff. You know, I don't know Tim because the landscape of music has now been so distilled and spread out you find what you like i guess <laughs> you know I, I listen to some of that old shit <laughs> the classic rock do you think that there's like will there be a moment where the main thing that everybody wants at the top of the charts is three guys who are yeah they got a podcast but they're also in a band <laughs> and they play they it's like party rock and it's kind of funny <laughs> Yeah, and they're making <laughs> references know? that everyone knows yeah, yeah. and enjoys. <laughs> Look, at first you think it's maybe annoying, but then you like it. <laughs> you don't like them, but then you like the podcast. The podcast you like them after the podcast. Maybe you're one of dozens and dozens of people that DMs the band and says, "Yo, my girlfriend hates you guys, but I- <laughs> every every time I turn you on at home, my girlfriend turns it off, but I, I like yeah. you." Hey, yeah, for those sending those types of DMs. You know, maybe work on having the girlfriend enjoy the music before you're sending that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We, did you see, we, got a, we got a message recently that was like, hey, you know, I, I thought you guys, I thought I was the same uh, age as you guys, but I was way off. Wait, what does that mean? Is he older or younger? I, I don't, I would assume he's way younger, uh, <laughs> but it just, and it's just that I was way off. Well, that's it for Hollywood's Bleeding. I gotta say, I I am I'm gonna go back and listen to more of this album. Like, continue to listen to it. I had a lot of fun. Now, I, Mike, y- you brought this in. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What oh. possessed you? To what s- came over you, you? On the text chain, you said, "How about we listen to some Post Malone?" And we talked about like, well, how do we go about it? Uh-huh. And uh, what what bug crawled up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself. Manfred, you know who Post Malone is. You heard the name before. <laughs> You've heard one of his songs before. But you don't know J.S. about the guy. So you got to you gotta find out. No, I, uh, yeah, it was not That's as, good. Not as dramatically. Well, it was that. I was just like, oh, Post Malone, that sounds like he's he likes the Bud Light stuff. We've talked about him before on this podcast. 
I thought uh, that might be fun to get into something we I know nothing about. But you guys, hey, good use of the pod, good use of your platform, good use yes. of my time. I'm usually wasting my time on these blowouts. Mm. And here's what I learned in reading about him. I didn't really know his <laughs> way in. Watching Super Mario. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Tim, keep going. Fucking shitty movies. <laughs> he moved out to LA. He lived in the Valley. And then it really was, it was SoundCloud. Mm. Yes. It's the song, uh, White Iverson. White Iverson. And it really, it's for him, it's about singles. It's like, we uh, have the wrong approach where we tour and we make whole albums and we have a whole body of work. This is a guy that like, made a song it got popular he got signed and then he made a second song mm. it was popular so then when he made an album both of those songs are on the album it's it's there's not a wealth of material you keep it short and sweet you put your best foot forward i like when you you bring up how he moved to la this is a really funny thing i saw on a noisy documentary on post malone here is a young post no tattoos in 2014 <laughs> playing acoustic guitar with his buddies on their Minecraft universe stream. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Inside. No one knows know. that song. No one knows that song. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Interesting <laughs> choice. Let me see what spring is like. Oh, a Jupiter and Mars. He's just being a goop. This song feels like the type of song that Billie Eilish and Phineas would like to, you know, like kind of a precious little old jazzy standard. Also, it's the ending credits to the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion, which might be a touch point for these nerds. He's doing that kind of warbly thing. And you I, I was not watching this Minecraft stream when it happened live. <laughs> was this on Twitch? I, I missed this one. Guess who I love? It's you. And Quentin on flute solo. Crazy. <laughs> so I guess the lesson I, he, is... He still does. Uh, every once in a while it comes out, I see an article that's like, listen to Post Malone cover Bob Dylan. Listen to Post Malone mm -hmm. cover... Yeah, he's always... He does a, little, a lot of strummy covers like that. Yeah, I appreciate that he's like a... a and I think like any pop star who's big actually is a huge like music fan. You can't not right. be. Most recently, uh, Only Want to Be With You for <laughs> Pokemon, the Pokemon oh, anniversary. Yes, uh, Hootie oh, and the Blowfish yeah. cover. <laughs> and also, uh, 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 what what is Seth Rogen's thing? Not Red Nose Day. How's uh, hilar Hilarity for charity. Mm -hmm. he, he did uh, Return of the Mac. Hmm. Um, he's a funny dude and he's down to clown. I love it. We like him. Yeah, I think he would, uh, I think he'd be a cool dude to play that beer pong with. And hey, maybe he, next time he covers, uh, smashing the plates. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> next time he comes on the, uh, pod and defends himself. <laughs> defends himself. <laughs> he comes on all revved up. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Mr. Post. <laughs> no, we said we like you. He's like, no, but I, but I don't like you. You, yeah, I don't care what you said about me. I, I I'm here because I hate you. <laughs> we sense. said your music was too hooky. <laughs> Folks, 
That's going to be it for the blowout. We appreciate you being here. We love the Patrons. Love the Patrons. We want to say, hey, let's say a big thank you to the Patrons. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Patrons. Patrons. Tim was going into his, you greasy bastards. <laughs> I couldn't really help it. I had to cut myself off because I'm. these are people I like. I don't want to call them greasy <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Love the Patrons. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we're going to do this again. Hey, why don't we do it next week? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Are you guys open? No, let's do another crazy wild uh, blowout. I'm here. Good night. Peace. Goodbye.